And for further analysis on those market moves, I'm joined by Fahima Adia from Momentum Securities. Fahima, always a pleasure. Good afternoon. Afternoon. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Let's talk about that GDP print, if markets are you know, still catching on to that or if there's already been a reaction. And then that cabinet reshuffle and whether markets you know, are pleased with what they've heard and if that's given some sort of confidence. Yeah, so I think the GDP uh, numbers that was quite largely expected and probably factored into the markets. Um, I think it's it's not really much of a surprise that GDP has contracted, given all the headwinds we've been facing from those power constraints. And um, we also have constant issues that are hampering businesses. Uh, we've also got now a consumer that has higher inflation that it's facing and elevated levels of, in, of interest rates going forward. Um, so I think it hasn't really had, uh, I don't think it has taken the market by surprise. Um, it is something that I think we saw coming. And then, yeah, in terms of the cabinet uh, reshuffle, I don't think there were too many big surprises there either. We saw a lot of that coming too. Um, so yeah, I think the, the market's probably been pretty well prepared. I haven't seen too much of a reaction so far. All right, so let's talk about company news, possibly starting with Nedbank. Um, everything is green for the Green Bank, <laughs> Fahima. You know, they've um, uh, declared a dividend that is really, really strong. They're going into a buyback. They've got that odd lot offer. Let's just talk about um, these results and anything that stood out for you. Yeah, I agree. You know, it was a pleasing set of results. They had strong revenue growth, uh, headlines earning growth of about 20%. And I think what's good to note is that it's that headline earnings growth has actually exceeded the 2019 levels, uh, which was a target of theirs. And I think that's enabled them to pay that record high final dividend. So, yeah, it's encouraging to see that they're also doing now a fair uh, buyback. Um, if we look at the ROEs, that's actually not back to where it needs to be. So um, they're targeting a level of 15%, and I think it just came in slightly below that. Uh, but uh, they should they should achieve that quite soon, and they've actually raised their targets in terms of ROEs over the next few years to 17%. So I think it's good to see that there has been recovery there uh, back to pre-COVID levels. Another interesting thing about NetBank at this point for him is that they're, they're highly liquid. Um, so they, of course, they've decided to return that to shareholders, which is always welcome. Anything else NetBank could do with excess cash, you know? What, what, what does a bank do when they're sitting um, so cash flush? No, I think returning cash to shareholders is probably the smart choice instead of, you know, pursuing unprofitable ventures. You often have this case where businesses sometimes do are in this cash flush position and then you will see them venturing offshore um, into markets like Australia and then that sometimes <laughs> goes south. So I think shareholders definitely prefer it when, you know, that excess cash rather gets paid back to them and they can decide what to do it than to, you know, invest in uncomfortable ventures. So I think it's a good thing. Another business doing very well is ShopRite. And of course, as consumers um, look for discounts, ShopRite might be um, the default there. But interesting to see them really come out and say load shedding has really impacted their ability to reward their shareholders um, for him. So let's just talk about this discount retailer for most part, um, which is well placed in this macroeconomic environment. Yeah, so I think it's a very sad situation. I mean, it's great to see that they have still accomplished 
good results despite these headwinds that they're seeing from uh, load shedding. And they said, I think it's cost the business almost uh, six, 560 million rand in diesel costs just to keep the lights mm -hmm. on. And that's obviously had a, a significant impact on their profit and on their growth. Um, and, and the problem is, you know, it's something that's expected to persist for the remainder of the year or until this, the situation is resolved. So I think you will see that the, the, the price has come under a lot of pressure in the past few months because of this. And um, if we just look at food retailers in SA in general, they are they're all under the same, they're all in the same position now where um, this power crisis has just had a significant impact, I think, on the bottom line. And uh, that's showing in the pricing too. So while it is, uh, the price has come off a lot, I mean, I do still think it's facing headwinds later this year. Mm. And then let's move over to Sea Harvest. Revenues are up here, um, Fahima, but the company just isn't performing as well as it should. Let's talk about the headwinds that this one's had to maneuver through um, to really arrive at this result that some might say is rather disappointing. Yeah, so like you say, the revenue looked good, but uh, there's actually some significant pressures there due to inflation that's uh, impacting that bottom line. So uh, while they say revenue was up in all segments, particularly in Austral Asia, they say revenue up, was up there almost 69%. The headline earnings, however, declined by 33%. Uh, due to those cost pressures. So the market definitely didn't like that update. The share price has been down about 6%. Um, said some of the things that are contributing to the cost pressures include supply chain disruptions and also fuel price increases. And uh, quite notable also was that they had very high levels of debt uh, increase in the business. So their finance costs has also increased quite significantly. Um, so yeah, I think this will continue to you know struggle in the, the year ahead and, and face headwinds. And lastly, impact. That's an interesting one, right? It's a paper um, and a packaging business. And they're also doing super, super well. Keen to find out about yeah. it. It's not a sector I'm very familiar with, but it's, it's very clear that the demand for their product is rather high. And that's really translating into strong profits, operating profit up 23%. Yes, yes, exactly. So it seems it did release a good re uh, set of results. Like you said, revenue was up and uh, the underlying profit also saw growth. I think what has been key for them here is there has been a strong demand in the local uh, market, which has actually enabled them to raise their selling prices, which helps, um, you know, offset some of those uh, cost input pressures. So they're able to maintain their margins in that way. So I think they've kind of been protected in that sense because of the, the continued demand for their product. Um, so, yeah, I think it, it's probably a decent update in terms of the plastic business. However, they did say that hasn't performed as well because of the flooding in KZN. But uh, other than that, it did look promising. Well, Fahima, we have run out of time. Always a pleasure catching up with you. Thank you so much for your insights this afternoon. That was Momentum's Fahima Dia.